Hello, and welcome to Impact Ed. I am H.D. Chambers, the superintendent of schools for the Aleph Independent School District, and I want to welcome everyone uh, who is joining us on this episode. I'm going to be joined by two ladies that uh, that you will find uh, uh, very interesting in terms of not only their personalities, but their <laughs> but uh, what they have to say. Uh, but I was sharing with uh, I've got Kimberly Crow and Jennifer Baker here, and these two ladies managed the entire Aleph Independent School District's career, uh, advanced careers, and technology program, and they're all over the, the the district, as well as a major influence at the state level on trying to find meaningful opportunities for students to graduate high school and in some cases go to college and in other cases go straight into the workforce with some meaningful credentials or certifications and both of these ladies have been leading this charge uh, in the state for for several years but one of the things i told them that that happens invariably uh, on on the recording of impact ed is uh, the guests will always bring up this facility we're in and 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 aleaf it's called the center for advanced careers and it's a very nice facility and uh, it offers uh, students probably opportunities that they never dreamed of uh, in terms of uh, the type of facility, the program, and the ultimate outcome, the, the credentials and the, the career trajectories that, it, that it's offering. So we thought we'd spend a few minutes today and just talk about the building and not so much about the brick and mortar, but about what's in this brick and mortar and and the types of programs. So uh, Kimberly Crow is a longtime A-Leaf leader in uh, career technology education, as well as this region in the state of Texas. And Jennifer Baker joined us a couple years ago. We stole her from Clear Creek ISD, and, and uh, we refused to give her back. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to ask these two ladies to introduce themselves. And then, Kimberly, if you don't mind, let's just start with kind of why a building like this is has become necessary, or has become, I don't know about necessary, but it's become a very powerful conduit to engage kids and teachers into seeing beyond just high school. Thank you both for being here. And uh, with that, I'm going to ask you guys to introduce yourself and let's just talk a little bit about this building. So whoever, however you guys want to go. Yeah. All right. Hello there. I'm Jennifer Baker. <laughs> and I'm Kimberly Crow. So when we started this whole process, we have three large comprehensive high schools. And we had some programs that were duplicated at the schools already and some programs weren't. And when you look at having to build at all of your high schools the magnitude of this type of program, it look, it starts to be better and smarter to go ahead and put it in one common location and bring this to kids over to the program. So what we were able to do is, I'm going to use automotive, for example. Our automotive labs were very small. We were only being able to, very limited in who the number of students we were able to turn out every year, even though we are a National Automotive Technician Education Foundation certified program, we were limited, but we had more student interest than what we were being able to service. So we knew we needed to expand. Two of our high schools had auto labs. Our third high school didn't. So we already had the model of bringing the kids over. By opening a facility like this, we were able to quadruple the size of our automotive lab and bring four teachers in. And so we're actually servicing twice as many students as we once were. Plus, it being in a larger facility, we're able to service more students in a class period than what we previously were. That's one of the bonuses of a combined center. You can kind of combine your resources when you're looking at other districts. That's part of the reason they've also done it, so that you're not duplicating the expense of the programs at each of your high school campuses. Yeah, and I, and I guess I probably should have said this at the at the beginning. So those who are listening to this who do not who do not understand or have a a grasp of what we're talking about, school districts have a, a lot of programs that are designed for teaching kids skills, trades. And for those of us who have been in, high, we've all been in high school. We all remember the old industry tech and 
wood shop, metal shop, and auto tech, and a vocational few, yeah, education. Yeah, exactly. What it was those, called. Right, mm-hmm. the old vocational programs, and while they still are skilled, leveled positions, the they're no longer vocational. They're not. They're not what we typically think of. These are extremely technical positions, technical skills, technical courses. And you just can't teach them in a building that doesn't replicate what they may are going to encounter in the workforce. And so as this conversation, as we're having this conversation, the people are listening to it, I want them to, again, if they're not familiar with this, this is a state-of-the-art 230,000 square foot facility that houses all kinds of programs that we're getting into. And so anyway, I wanted to, as Kimberly was talking, it just kind of dawned on me that someone may not, when we start talking about programs, or, or the building, what is the building actually doing and what have we been doing? Jennifer, you, you've joined us a couple of years ago, but you're not new to CTE. And talk, talk a little bit about what you've seen and, and what the uh, maybe just a little bit of history as to what statewide policy has occurred that's even given opportunities for districts to build facilities like this and offer courses like this. So coming from a different district and what I've often told people, the way that when they come to visit our district, Leaf, and they see this big, you know, massive building that's amazing and beautiful, I do remind them that other districts have CTE facilities, not like what we have, (laughs) but they do have other CTE facilities or built into high schools or built into maybe a high school that does CTE and high school at the same time. So we are unique in that we have this massive building that um, houses 10 different uh, CTE programs. My view is what started this was actually House Bill 5 and the change of of, you know, the graduation plans for students and that it brought CTE to the forefront as far as getting kids that were in these programs already. They already existed, but just bringing bringing them up to the forefront of this is so important for our kids. So when they leave here, not every child can or wants to go to college, possibly. But there's those kids that want to um, leave high school and get a good paying job. And that's what I feel like our job is, is to... Um, give them that opportunity and give them the all the resources that we can that that do that uh, give that kid that opportunity. So I think that's what started it and then A Leaf of course doing what A Leaf does which I've now learned <laughs> in my two years we do it bigger. <laughs> We're like the bigger in Texas kind of thing going on. So we we definitely have it going on here and it's a it's the kids walking into this building it is designed to look like what the workplace looks like when they when they leave us and they they do they do also a lot of internships their senior year in high school and that gives them that the opportunity to go out into the workforce but then they come back with us and they have the same type of facility and equipment and supplies and technology and down to the same software that they're using in industry so that way our kids are completely prepared when they leave us and and in some cases um ours is actually better we laugh because <laughs> sometimes our automotive kids or our our nurse kids they'll go out and they'll come back and they'll say you know our, ours is better than what they have because one of the goals was we we are state of the art right now now 10 years Years from now, we may be about where industry right, is, right. but we did. We we thought to the future and ordering everything and doing everything, and we didn't bring a lot of stuff from our old labs. We said, no, we, we want to make sure that we're not hauling that 20-year-old piece of equipment over here. We need it to be the latest and the greatest because we're going to only build this once in A-Leaf. Right. And so um, it's got to last a long time. I know in the design phase, there were some jokes about in the in some of the programs, not the flexibility of not knowing, not designing for what it is today, but also designing for tomorrow, designing for the type of learning that would happen tomorrow um, so that we can stay even ahead of industry a little right. bit better so that our kids start to recognize that and they appreciate it and say, wow. 
What is y'all? What's the the reaction of industry? Uh, not not again. I, I know we're talking about this facility, but the programs within the facility. What's you know? You mentioned you mentioned um, a piece of legislation several years ago that probably laid the foundation for for these types of the importance of this. But even before that legislation, there was a demand, right? I mean, what, talk a little bit about what workforce was telling us. Well, we workforce was basic. I mean, they've guided most of the decisions we've made in ALEAF. You know, we look at a couple of different things when we are going to be designing programs, new programs, maintaining existing programs, what we're going to add, what we're going to cut, those type of things. We've always looked at really what is workforce telling us? What is our what are our business partners saying they need? Because we need to be preparing their workforce. Right. The second thing we do, and we do take student interest into consideration because you obviously have to. There are some programs that have a very high student interest, but what we're trying to do in those areas, and I'll, I'll say fashion design is one of them, is I'm not sure they're going to all get to be the next famous fashion designer, but um, we've brought in a program with the NASA Hunch program, and they're learning actually some commercial sewing. So on top of right. what we think of as your traditional garment sewing, they're learning some other applications. How can I use this skill set when I'm out of high school? And that's just one example. One of the things we did when this building was being built, um, and we do have um, – industry advisory committees that we've always had. But one of the things we did in order to attract more businesses and industry from around the area, because when this building was going up, it's a, it's kind of a sight to behold, and people were asking questions about it. And and so to get, to get them even more interested, not only our current business partners, but to get the word on the street, so to speak, we brought in, we invited all kinds of business and industry people to come through, and we gave them hard hat tours, which I highly recommend because it got us a lot of, yeah. it got us a lot of attention. It got us a lot of uh, business partnerships, and a lot of people. The word spread like wildfire after that, sort of. To be to be real honest, and so, so that was a fun thing to do. Hard hat tours through the building before it was even open to the public. I mean, open to any even even the district. We couldn't even come in really mm-hmm. without hard hats and a. And a, and a close toe shoes, <laughs> an appointment, an appointment, an appointment, <laughs> yeah. approval, escorts, yeah. escorts, you name it. But it was it was a um, very successful campaign of getting businesses and industry involved. And so when we had our very next, our this year when we had our kind of we did a, a big advisory committee and we invited all those same people. We had all their names and numbers, of course, and then other people on top of that. And we probably had the largest um, advisory committee meeting we've ever had. It was very well attended. And in that, we even had people that had not been on a tour yet, but were curious. So they came and we were able to give them tours. And once you give people a tour of what kids are doing, what they're learning, yep. it's it's a real easy sell to get a business partner and or Anything a partner might do with us after that, which would be financially, which would be just just coming in and, and working with our teachers on curriculum that they think is worthy of the student knowing when they leave high school that the business is saying, hey, if they know this, then I'm going to want to hire them after that. So it's been a... One of the bonuses we're also asking, offering our business partners right now is if you come in and you work with our teachers on the curriculum and you work with what standards you need them to know on top of the standards they have to know because law says they have to learn them, um, you're going to get the first right of refusal to do some hiring of them. Right. So we're looking forward to May and doing some job fairs for our business partners who've, who've given to us we're going to give back, hopefully, and we're going to give them some members of their workforce. So that partnership has been tremendous. One other thing that's been really neat is um, I have to say for the first time in my history in ALEAF um, has been that we actually have a partner that's come to us with an idea. 
um, in the healthcare area. We didn't have to go out to them and say, hey, we've got this idea or we've heard about this. Would you like to partner? They actually brought something to the table to us. And that's the exciting thing is we're starting to see that more and more from some of our partners saying, hey, we've got this. We want to or we heard about another program and we want to we think y'all need to have it. And so it's not just us now. Well, I think I think what's what's occurring and I think we all envision this and hoped for it. There's beginning to, to be a comfort level in the business sectors that, okay, maybe these districts are actually creating a pipeline of, a, mm-hmm. of potential employees. Because mm-hmm. for a long time, we never we couldn't. I mean, the system wouldn't allow us to. Right. But now they're seeing that, okay, they're serious about this. And so there's a, there's a, a slow uh, relationship mm-hmm. being built between the workforce and K-12, not just here. Right. Would you agree I, with I that? I think the line between high school and then post-secondary and businesses, community, I think all that line is being very blurred now because it's all one big family of people. We're, we're starting with our kids in the high school. We're getting them prepared for, for either post-secondary or the workforce. And the workforce is actually really paying attention because of exactly what you said. We, we are creating direct pipelines to so these kids leaving with either certifications and or some areas not certifications, but a really good foundation foundation of skill sets to do internships, even their senior year or a little bit beyond that. And they start working for people. And that's one of the things that... Um, We've talked about like we do have we do offer certifications for kids, but mm-hmm. then we also have these really um, you know rigorous courses of path, pathway of courses that that don't end in a certification, but give the kids these great skill sets. And people are like like Kimberly said, they're coming they're coming to us saying when are, when are your kids going to be ready for us to hire them. So that's been exciting too. No interviews till May because they have to graduate first. <laughs> yeah, but it but it is it's it's as a practical matter. It's almost embarrassing that it's taken so long mm-hmm. for the education community and the higher ed community and the workforce community to get together and create something that that create a, a, an opportunity to 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 serve the ultimate need which is our economy mm-hmm. and some of that requires college and some of it doesn't and some of it requires a little bit of college and but yeah we've been we've been teaching kids for over 200 years in this country and we're just now realizing or we're just we're just now coming to the realization that you know what maybe the workforce ought to have a little bit of say in what we're teaching kids mm-hmm. between five years old and 18 years old. Well, and I like to say also, it's not just about whether they're going to go to college right out of high school or not. It's also, I personally with me, that kid has a CNA, but that kid, a certified so, nurse what's assistant. What's a CNA? Certified there nurse assistant. And, and that student wants to go on and their goal is to be an RN. But you know what? I don't know anybody right now that's not having to pay their way through college. Yeah. There are f- very few full rides. So at least they're working in the field, mm-hmm. which is going to help them as they get into nursing school. And, you know, getting into nursing programs is very competitive now. And um, the same with our pharmacy technician program. Mm-hmm. Pharmacy schools now on their rubrics have added, do you have a pharmacy technician certification? Right. Because they know those students know what they're getting into. They're not going to take one of those coveted spots, but they really don't know what a pharmacist right. does. Right. Mm-hmm. That's... It, it's good. It, it's it's not only is it good. It's it's necessary. Okay, what are what are what are the actual programs that we offer here? I mean, you mentioned Auto Tech, and do you want to rattle them off a little sure. bit? Just a little bit of brief description about each one. I will um, rattle off. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll do this in in tandem. So watch this. Okay. <laughs> so we have a uh, vet veterinary assistant program, and our students leave with a vet assistant uh, certification. That's one level below a vet tech. But it still gets them in the door of a vet's office. And uh, we have partnerships with veterinary, uh, I think, six veterinary offices that 
right now take our kids in, uh, so they can intern there. We have industrial robotics, and that's where kids are learning how to use the FANUC robotic arm. And they get a certification called a CPT, Certified Production Technician Certification. And the, the, the just for a little bit of information, that the, the uh, FANUC robotic arm is, I think, 85% of industry uses that particular robotic arm in their facilities, whether it's a um, assembly line or just creating whatever it is. that That's the most widely used robotic arm. Right here in Houston area, going out I-10, um, there's the Toyota dealership. Yeah. They use it. The Goya plant. They mm-hmm. use it. The igloo plant, they mm-hmm. use it. Right. So those are – and we're the second um, program in the Houston area right now that's brought this in as a certification. Right. So um, it, it's – and then the next program we'll talk about is our construction program. Um, that's a three-year program where kids can earn their NCCER core as well as some of the specializations. We One of our capstone programs is our own mill and cabinet making. This has created a lot of interest because right here in A-Leaf, we have a need for that. It yep. can take up to a year to get a, a, a new cabinet or a door made. So we're hoping to actually start an internship within our district for those students who are interested in that. So these are students b- building for facilities in the school district. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he, right this year, they've been really busy building some of the stuff for us here at this building. But <laughs> yeah. by next year, we want to we want to farm them out a little right, bit. Right. Um, and, and kids take great pride when they see something they've made being used. Um, so that's one of our goals. We have our welding program. Our welding program has multiple partners. The students will leave with numerous of the um, AWS, which is the American Welding Society certifications, as well as NCCER core and then the specializations in welding. We're looking at adding some additional ones the senior year, um, Boilermaker, some of those type, mm-hmm. just really diversifying that senior year because it is a three-year program. We are looking at dual credit opportunities there with um, Texas State Technical College in um, Rosenberg. We're excited about that collaboration coming on. Uh, we have That's one of the areas that we've actually had a business partner that's come in who teaches an adult continuing ed program over on the east side of Houston, and they're interested in starting something here um, potentially because there's nothing over on the west side of Houston. So we've had some conversations with that industry group about doing some classes here, and they do what they call it's kind of a quick six weeks to – Six yeah. weeks to industry, six yeah. weeks in. Yeah. So it's from some of the reskilling and retraining. Um, they came and looked at our curriculum. They were amazed at how close we go more thoroughly into detail than what they're doing in that six weeks course, which we would hope in a three year program you right. do. Right. But that they're the first group that's like, oh gosh, we can't wait to come try to hire some of your guys, your seniors this year. Um, and then we go to our automotive technology program, which I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Our automotive technology program is also open to the public. So the kids are not just earn, learning how to repair the cars. Um, they are also learning that customer service piece. So even if someone, a student weren't interested in spending their year as a techni- their life as a technician, they would have the opportunity possibly to go into the customer service, the service writing it part of it. They have to be trained in that. I had already mentioned we're a NATEP certified, which means that the students while they're here can earn the first level of the automotive service excellence. So like when you drive up and see your car being fixed, you see the master ASE mm-hmm. certificate. Um, that's important. All of our instructors have that as well. Okay, so then we have our, our, our IT information technology um, program, and the kids in that program can potentially get their Network Plus certification, their A Plus certification, and their Security Plus certification. Which any of those on an application to a any company, and I'm talking every company on the blocks, they all need IT people. 
uh, will get the kids in the door. I yeah. mean, that certification, those certifications alone are, they're tough to get. But um, once a student has those or any person has those, they're, they're, they are highly sought after people. So um, culinary arts, we actually have a culinary program and a baking and pastry program. The baking and pastry was added new with the opening of the center. Um, we have that's a two instructor program. They're open. The restaurant's open to the public one day a week. Um, they do a lot of catering events this this spring. They're actually doing two days a week because they're having the bistro open. And then on mm. Fridays, they're doing fish fries. And I missed it this past Friday, kind of disappointed because I heard it was phenomenal. They're having fish fries here? Fish fries yes. on Fridays. They're doing it again this Friday, too. You have to sign up for Cat it? Catfish fry. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll make sure you get that <laughs> I information. That. Um, I heard it was right. phenomenal. I just got to see it pictures. It was a hit. <laughs> um, anyway, so th- those are some of the things. The students there get their Serve Safe certification, which is through the National Restaurant Association. Um, we're looking at adding some additional certifications in that area. You know, Houston has a phenomenal food industry, and so those students with that can go out and immediately go to work. It's yeah. it's it's an immediate. Houston likes to eat. Houston mm-hmm. does like to eat. We've got great restaurants, yeah. and I have to say, one of the best ones is the Bistro at the Center for Advanced Careers. <laughs> yeah, come on, um, it's it's great food. Um, I'm glad they're only open one day a week. Then we have our digital design. Our digital design, and they're actually the ones who do the podcast for us. Our yep. digital design We're is sitting in um, their room right now. That's we right. are. <laughs> uh, our digital design program is the capstone for our graphic design, our audio video production, and our commercial photography. Um, it's kind of a, a hybrid. We've no, I'm not, don't know any other district that's doing it this way. When we talked about moving some of the the junior level, which would be your advanced courses, over, the campuses gave us some pushback because those can those programs at their campuses do all of their announcements and their weekly news shows. And they were like, what, you're going to take those away from us? And we were like, okay, no, no, let's rethink this. So we went with this capstone program, and it's modeled after what some of the universities do, where by your senior year, you know your trade, but you need to learn the cross-trade of the people that you're going to work with. And so that's what we're working towards there. We'll be adding Adobe certifications in here this year, so we're really excited about that. All right. One of our most popular um, programs here at the center is health science area. Right. And in fact, we started with five teachers this year when we opened the center, and we're looking to add two more because the demand is um, pretty high for this area of um, um, education for students. And so right now, our kids have the opportunity to get their certified nurse assistant if they go through one program. If they choose the pharmacy tech program, they get their mm-hmm. farm tech certification. Um, and then we have kids. We have about we have 140 kids that g- literally walk across the street to uh, West Houston Medical Center, and they do a clinical rotation. And so in that, um, that gives kids the opportunity that they they're not sure what they want to do in, in health science, but they want to do something in the health field. So the so the the hospital has been a great partner for I think over 20 years. But um, right now, they're like I said, 140 kids go over there, and they are. Um, uh, seeing all the different areas of the hospital that, that might interest them and maybe one day go, oh, okay, radio tech, that's for me, or I want to be the emergency room, or I want to do the nursery, or whatever the case may be. Uh, they even are offering, we just actually sat down with HCA, which is the kind of the mother company over right. that hospital uh, last week. And um, big things to come out of that are uh, they're going to take about I think about a, another 100 of our students. And so we're, that's why we were 
expanding now with more teachers. Um, and we're going to take those kids over to other locations that they have. And another area that we're hoping to uh, start this coming school year is a sports medicine route for kids. Mm-hmm. So our kids will be here to learn their sports medicine stuff, and then they'll go over to the high schools to work with the athletic trainers in the afternoon as their internship, which the athletic trainers are pretty excited about. Yeah, that's what um, I, I can say that like 10 years ago, I just want to put it in reference, yeah. 10 years ago, we had 40 students in the clinical rotation. Wow. We did not have pharmacy technician yet. We were just starting it, and we did not have the certified nurse assistant program. So when she talks about the volume of students interested in that healthcare career, it's 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 just it's snowballed here in in, in, in Ailey ISD. It's unbelievable. You know, Kim, I think it it goes to something you guys have known for a long time. When I say you guys, people that have been in the in the workforce development side of of education, and that's that there is a demand, and and I and I say this all the time that um, you know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old kids, while while they, you know, they're kids. Uh, we're not asking them to choose their lifelong career or their lifelong degree plan at that age, but they do have opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 if if you give them an opportunity in the right setting and with the right environment, they'll they'll tell you what they what's interesting to them and what they'd like to do. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what's happening. Not only in the in, in your example of of what's going on in the the healthcare industry, but mm-hmm. But, I mean, just look at all the other programs you've just rattled off. I mean, there's probably waiting lists and uh, the, just the excitement and, and the enthusiasm of now that this building is open and kids are talking, obviously, and parents are talking. And we do have one last program we need to talk about yes. is our Advanced Architecture Design yep. Program. And I have to say it's it's a lot of fun. We, we did not realize in, when we were even designing this building how popular that program was. We knew the numbers were growing, but not to the level that they grew to. There are several programs that when we originally um, were scoping out, what, how many teachers will we need when we open the building? We opened with more. Obviously, and architecture was one of them. We were planning one teacher program. We opened with two. Auto, we were planning a three-teacher program. We opened at capacity. So that there, science, that science yeah. was a one person, was a one, one, and we opened with two. So you can just imagine it's been exciting for us to see that interest and it's genuine interest. These kids have had to have the prerequisites. I go back to I really think House Bill 5 is finally working. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at that when we do our annual audit of our students who are on a coherent sequence, which means those are kids are committed to taking courses, a pathway in CTE, and the numbers there and how the increase continues. And I think that's a lot of it is because that high school plan is working. Yeah, I, I, and it, it's working because – People like yourselves are taking it serious, and f- and for the first time in a long time, you've been taken serious, mm-hmm. right? Right. And and I don't mean that in a in a disrespectful way, but I think the K twelve education system in society has been very dismissive. I I have a funny story on that. There was a coordinating principal in Ailey who, for years, would look at me and go, "You know, Kimberly, CT's not going to survive four by four. There's no way." Four by four is going to just do y'all in, and we held on. And then she would say, hey, Kimberly, CTE's not going to um, survive end-of-course exams. There's no way CTE's not going to survive. And so on the night of our um, – the bond was passed. I only made one phone call, and it was to her. <laughs> She's no longer in the district. But it was really kind of funny. I kind of said, wow, CTE's barely surviving in Ailey. We passed a bond. But, I, I, and it's kind of, but you're right. We held on. A lot of other districts turned their – 
welding programs into other things. We held on, and I will say that having been in Ailey for a long time, that's something I'm very proud of, that we we did not do away with a lot of the programs. Um, I'm not going to say they were great because they weren't, but they but they were they were holding on by a thread. But right. we did hold on to them so that when the talk and the tide was changing, we weren't having to start from scratch. We were able to go and say, okay, you've got some added attention. We've got to bump up what we're doing. We've got to make sure we're meeting the needs of industry. And our teachers really, really stepped up to that challenge. They, they were ready for it. They were ready to, to be respected. They yeah, were ready to right. not just be – and Those, most of them come from industry. Yes. So what we yes. hire is not your average teacher that just graduated from, you know, right. University of Texas. <laughs> just, <laughs> let me put that. Or point. some some small schools or A and M. But what we do is yes. we hire people that, straight out of industry. That's a like that's a big thing for us. I mean, I to to te- these people know exactly what's happening in in, in, in industry, and what they're doing is they're they're giving that the kids a real world experience just from their own life story right, right. as opposed to, you know. It's um, here at the building, I can tell you out of the 20 plus staff members, we only have one who's not had direct industry experience. His has been part time right. while he taught. We only have one traditional, I went to school to be a teacher in the whole entire building. Talk, talk about the kids. I, I, I use this I use this a lot. Uh, I, did, I wasn't here the day it opened the first day. <laughs> My fact, I was here the second or third day. And I just remember two guys coming up to me and asking if this was if this was for them <laughs> like they look is this for us and you know and it and it at the time I didn't think I said yeah it's for you it's yeah of course it's for you guys and uh but over time as I've thought more about that it goes back to that comment I made earlier about the the the, the dismissiveness that we have placed not only on teachers and, and professionals who who have been in this environment for environment for a long time but how, how we've just kind of dismissed kids who are actually interested in something that's going to be meaningful to our economy. And for a kid to say, is this for us? And almost like a shame that I don't deserve this. I don't deserve a beautiful building like this or this type of laboratory. I mean, what is y'all's, rea- what is y'all's observations well, of the, the kids? Well, the first day, I, I think I mentioned this to you, we, we had two points. We had two goals when we designed it, were that, that they were going to their future, whether their future right. was post-secondary or their future was the real world of work. Right. And the labs are the real world of work. You walk in there and you think, I'm at an automotive dealership. I recently went to a mill and cabinet making facility here in Ailey ISD and I walked into it, a business partner, and I saw theirs. And then I showed them pictures of ours and they're supposed to be coming to see it. And they were like, wow, y'all have that at a school? So what I'm saying, the kids' eyes are amazing. But that first day, one, I heard one student say, wow. I, this is like the real dealership I'm walking into. Mm-hmm. And then another kid said, wow, I feel like I'm walking into college. Well, I felt like I could go home because our two goals had been met. Mm-hmm. Right. So, But that same level of excitement has continued this entire year. Yeah, um, there was just a lot of bright-eyed kids walking in, looking up, looking around, because it's a very obviously two-story tall entryway and building. And so the kids were just their eyes and just kind of like they, they were in awe. You could completely tell they were in awe. And walking slowly, they weren't walking quick because they were just trying to take it all in. You could tell, and, and we we actually videotaped them because we thought we're going to use this for later somehow. But there was like they were so quiet. Uh, it's so so like quiet. I'm walking into church. I got to be real quiet. Yeah, yeah. But we also the other thing that um, we still notice now is we've not had a lot of discipline. It's I mean kids yeah. are kids. You're going to yeah, have the yeah, the, sure. the stuff, but even in some of them, um, they get on each other about 
respecting the building. Yeah, they're super they're You can tell they're very proud of the building. And one of the things that we do is we bring in um, all the seventh graders in for a tour. So this year, over 3,000 seventh graders came for a tour. But the <laughs> people Lord. that gave the tour, so like they would, the kid, these seventh graders would go to each station or each uh, program area. And we had our kids giving them this, the, the yeah. information about that area. Well, the kids loved it. We just actually kind of had a meeting today about how did that go? How do we need, you know, what do we need to do change next year for seventh grade tours? And really, we, we don't have any really big changes to make. But the one thing we all noticed with the, was that our kids that gave these, you know, presentations to the to the younger kids were they're very proud of the building. They're very proud that they are here at the building. And then they're even more proud that they get to talk about what it is that they're learning to these young kids to try to hopefully get them to, you know, come here one day. So that's been a fun process to watch. You know, our kids show off what they have and what they, you know, what they're doing here. And when we bring in industry, we, we're constantly giving tours, like right. always giving tours, which I haven't gotten tired of giving. <laughs> so you have only done several hundred of them. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty – anytime somebody wants to do a tour, I, I love doing that. But it's fun to see the kids now. It's been almost a year that they've been here, essentially a school year. And they still like to see the people coming up to the window because all of this building is designed so that there's windows into every single lab. And so you can stand outside of the window and look in the lab to see what's going on. Well, the kids will notice what's that, that we're outside, you know, looking in. <laughs> and it's like they you can see their shoulders get back a little bit like they're looking at they're me. Proud. Yeah, they're, they're proud. super they're proud. proud. It's fun to watch that part. So blows me, blows me away. The kids that drive to school mm-hmm. from their home campus get here on time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they probably are tardy going back to school because they don't want to leave. <laughs> they don't want to leave. They don't want to leave, right. but they don't miss school here. I, I had a couple of them tell me one time, you know, we, I may miss some classes, but I'm not missing. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've, we've had that situation not, where exactly. they're showing up only here and not at the other mm-hmm. five yeah, periods at their home at, campus. I know it. And, so, um, yeah, we've had, to, we've had to check into that. <laughs> yeah, and that's an issue, but it also it's also telling. It is. It, yeah. it tells you something. Well, mm-hmm. and, and, and also when we, Jennifer mentioned earlier about the industry experience of our teachers, one of the other things we, in the hiring process to come to this building, we really looked for those people who were relationship builders. Yeah. Um, you, you can have all the industry knowledge and you can be an expert in your field, but if you can't figure out how to share that with kids and you can't figure out how to light that spark in a kid – then this isn't for this building's not for you, right? And the transparency we teased them. Yeah. I don't think they believed us about all the windows, but now they do. And yeah, so, yeah. but that was what, that was an interview question. How will you make sure you and your students are always yeah. ready? Because, because it's all windows, and yeah, they're like someone's going to be watching. Because somebody's Somebody, always watching. Always, really, somebody always is watching. And if it's if it's not a live watch, it's a camera watching because we're we're recording right. a lot of what's going on in the classes. Um, our construction program is building a mock house right now, mm-hmm. and that's up on um, – we have a jumbotron, basically, and that's up on it. That's being broadcast live a lot, and we are also recording that for the future mm-hmm. just to be able to have that in the time lapse, yeah. um, those type of things. And so you're always being watched. <laughs> well, we all are. That's part of society these days. <laughs> what We've talked a lot about the programs in here, and I, I, I would, I'd be remiss if, if we didn't visit – about some of the other career-focused programs we have on our campuses that that we didn't need to build and add additional costs to this facility because we already had facilities for them. But if you don't mind, talk a little bit about like our engineering programs and things that the, the community may 
be interested in knowing about as well. So, um, and I do want to mention that during our seventh grade tours, we set up areas that represented all of our programs, not just the programs here, here at the good, building. Because mm-hmm. we wanted mm-hmm. students who, were, you know, who are interested in engineering to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have an, a very robust engineering program. Mm-hmm. Um, we run two different platforms. We have a project lead the way, and then we also have a just a regular platform that's following the state pathway. We've got a lot of kids involved. We've got, they're pretty well outfitted. They all use the um, AutoCAD Inventor. Mm-hmm. So the students, regardless whether they're Project Lead the Way or the other program, they're learning that. We have a robust robotics program. Uh, we have a large business um, program for kids wanting to do, get into yeah. the business world right. one day. And so a lot of those, a lot of the partnerships that we created just because of this building that we're in, we haven't forgotten about you can't forget about the, the programs that we have the high schools because those are still very important programs. And so when we're doing partnerships, a lot of things we're, we're always oftentimes saying, okay, well, I have business kids that I'm going to need um, mm-hmm. some internships for. And I have like engineering kids. So like in our, our kids that are taking the uh, civil and architecture engineering and then our architecture kids are all hopefully be able to do some internships at PBK. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're looking to get uh, the Eagle's Nest Project, which is where the kids would build an airplane in a lab, an actual airplane that flies, a two-seater that flies. uh, It's called an RV-12. Anyway, we're working on to get that um, project started for the fall. Um, We also have a program through the engineering. It's an aviation program where the kids can get their pilot's license before they become, well, by the time they're a senior, uh, finish their senior year. We also have education and training, and that's uh, yeah. That's another one of our programs mm-hmm. that has. I thought the area of family consumer science was really going away, and that's hard for me to say because that's my background. So, um, but it has come on strong. We have gone from having a one teacher internship program in the district to each of our comprehensive, all three of our comprehensive high schools have in their own. And there again, we're having to add other units to teach the first level courses so that the students can. And where they intern is actually at our elementary schools. These, these are students interested in, in teaching. These mm-hmm. are kids interested in teaching. Mm-hmm. And so basically they go, they spend, um, during their junior year, they spend a little bit of time at at an elementary or an intermediate campus, more Mm -hmm. kind of shadowing. They may go teach some character type lessons, those type of things. But by their senior year, they become an integral part of which whoever's classroom they're assigned. So they're actually doing pre-service teaching as a senior in high school. One of the neat partnerships that has come with that is our after school program, as well as our... um, our, we have a tutoring program we work with in collaboration with some of the apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And so our students are actually out practicing their future trade. We've worked hard with our HR department on a partnership there. Um, any student who has earned any dual credit, so they already have at least six hours, whether that's in co- usually in core because these kids are taking those type mm-hmm. of classes, we're able to go ahead and give them the education aid certification through the te- Texas Education Agency. We're um, also working on um, some partnerships with some colleges. Our HR department has been really strong in that and trying to get some scholarships. Some of our students actually have already earned scholarships based upon their goal to become a teacher. And they will be, um, and we're also going to be guaranteeing them if they had graduated from our education and training program, when they finish their four years of college or when they're ready to do their student teaching, um, student teaching, we would welcome them back in. But as when they finish and they're ready to come to work, they're going to get an interview with us. We can't promise them a job because we can't promise that we're going to always have an opening, but they are going to get to interview for whatever positions there are open. So that's a huge partnership. Oh, yeah. That's that's partly why I asked the question because of the the significant growth and kids wanting to consider education. And, I, and, and I've always felt that, it, that most of them didn't consider it because they didn't realize what it was or if it didn't realize the opportunity was there. 
And on the other side of that, we have our human services program. Mm -hmm. And that is those kids are actually kind of interested in that counseling and guidance. um, And they're actually doing internships with our pre-K program. And so as we look to the future of um, full-day pre-K pilot, we will be sending students from that program, which is more of an early childhood to guidance and counseling type Mm -hmm. pathway, we will be sending kids um, also over into interning with our pre-K pilot campuses. A lot going on. If you can't find a Something to do in a leaf. In a leaf, you're not looking hard enough, are you? Or you're, exactly. Or you're hard to please. Uh, well, we're going to wrap up here in a little bit, but I, before we do, I wanted to, I wanted to, in terms of what you see in the future, in terms of growth and demand for for all the things that you've been offering, plus the things that we probably don't even know about yet. What, what's the biggest obstacle right now? Is there barriers? Is it communication? Is it getting the word out? Is it perceptions? You know, people a lot of times still have the perception that unless you're in some type of quote unquote college pathway that you're viewed upon as a second class educated student. I mean, what, what are y'all seeing as the barriers? I don't feel like I'm seeing that as much anymore. Not here, not in A-Leaf. Um, just from all the businesses and industries and all of the people that come in, we've had community people come in. We've gotten that word out so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're constantly talking to people, like you, like you said, all the time. I think the only thing that, that I see as a potential obstacle for us in the future is just the fact that we need to stay up with the industry standard equipment, supplies, and not really curriculum, but just the equipment and supplies. Right. And in so 10 years, one, we're going to need another bond to right. pay for equipment. <laughs> so one of the things that we do, though, that, that uh, when we're talking to these businesses and industries, in fact, when I talked to HCA the other day and they wanted to do some kind of big, and this is a really cool thing, they want to have their name sponsored sponsored by HCA on our health science wing, uh, which is great. But they said, what can we do? And I said, let me get back to you. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know that I need something right now from you. You can put your name on my on my wall. That's all fine and good. But I want something in writing that in five years from now, when that medical mannequin that is um, that they're looking at us saying, you have that mannequin, that's the latest and greatest. Yes, it is. But in five years, it may not be. Will you guys help us get what we need so that way we can continue doing what we've been doing and without any kind of, you know, breaks in yeah. the path. So that's what I'm that's what I'm focusing on now is like looking towards the future and how do we keep this great thing, the momentum going at 100 miles an hour and no stops. And well, you want it to be state of the art mm-hmm. at all times. At, yes, at any given it has time. to be. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. And, and, and we, the board and ourselves, we've talked about the next five years and mm-hmm. what's going to take with capital funds. I think one of the things I see is an obstacle, and, and this is something that internally we've got to, you know, we've got to address, and I, I hear it from other districts too, is so often I still hear kids say, well, I didn't have room in my schedule to do it all. Well, but we really can. If And it's that, it's the counseling, it's the CTE, it's the fine arts, all of us sitting together mm-hmm. and really getting where every counselor knows all of the options and all of the ways we can work around something. And before we ever remove a kid, we need to say or make a kid have to choose between a program that we go ahead and we say, you know, wait a minute, stop, because we can add a period. We can add a right. we can stack a class. We can let's make this work. And that's that's but that's a piece that, you know, the counselors have so much all on them. Yeah, it's the, hard for them to be an expert in everything. Yeah, we, we this this whole movement towards this has created a 
Uh, yes. A monster for counselors I, to I, keep I, up I, with. Wow. I, yeah. And, and, and so, you know, sometimes it's comfortable to fall back on what you know. Jennifer and I, we fall back on CTE. CTE is a solution to every problem. But <laughs> they can it, learn it all there. They can learn it all there. Oh, we could give you science credits. We could give you math credits. We could, but I think with the counselor, sometimes still it's, oh, you, you're going to go to college. Mm-hmm. And so the most important things are those classes where we need to really that massage it and Oh, wait, yes. I, I mean, every good doctor, I mean, they've shown the science of the, the math, um, how important fine arts is in those type of people, those science type people's brains. Yep. And so there's research. So we just need to make it work, even if we have to go to some non-traditional scheduling yep. and some out of the pocket, out yeah, of the your, box your, thinking. Your barrier, your barrier is going to be the system. Mm-hmm. I mean, in many cases, we'll be our own barrier. Yeah. I mean, it'll be the system or some constraints that the, the state puts on you or even the local school district puts on you, you know. So, listen, there's a million things we could talk about. I know I know we're partnering. And for those listening, we are working um, aggressively with our local, like Houston Community College and University of Houston mm-hmm. and other higher ed institutions to, to take advantage of not only this facility, but help people in the community grow their opportunities. So, um I know there's a lot going on there, and we'll talk more about that later. But I want to personally express my appreciation to both of you for basically embracing this, and and it's only working because of the two of you. And it, it, I'd go, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a, a gentleman named Bill Marshall. That if you're listening to this from Ailey, if you know who Bill is, Bill was long, long time co- uh, director of career technology education, and and uh, helped design this building along with Kimberly, and deserves a, a lot of credit for for putting this district where it is in terms of this issue. And Jennifer has come in and, you know, no one can replace Bill, but she's put her own mark on this. And I think it's uh, I think it's fantastic. And y'all are the envy of the, the state, no question about it. So thank you guys for joining me. And with that, this has been Impact Ed, and I'm H.D. Chambers with Ailey ISD. Hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we look forward to talking to you soon again. Thank you, guys. This has been an AMP production.